0: FrequencyCast, start-up in progress.
1: Hi, my name's Pete.
0: And this is Kelly from FrequencyCast, the UK's technology radio show.
1: Thanks for joining us for our mix of tech chat, news and interviews.
0: At FrequencyCast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions and keep you entertained along the way.
1: Here's what's in store for the next 30 minutes.
0: FrequencyCast, coming up.
1: Well, we've had quite a gap since our last show, and shortly we'll be telling you what we've been up to, where we've been, and why Kelly now glows in the dark. As well as changes to FrequencyCast, there have been quite a few changes in the tech world too, including new streaming services, phone updates, and yet another Raspberry Pi. We've also been out on a cruise to find out a little bit more about the history of offshore radio. Keep listening to find out more. But first, let's take a look at what we've been up to during our short break.
0: Frequency cast. Now loading. Focus.
1: Well, hello, Kelly. Hi, Pete. We are back in the same car park that we were at not that long ago when we sent out our last message.
0: I know. It felt right, though, didn't it, to be back here?
1: So, we sent out a message to our listener asking whether they wanted us back. And what happened?
0: got so many back it was so overwhelming i'm really hoping you feel the same way about this because i was really really overwhelmed
1: it went a bit bonkers didn't it so i'm looking at our inbox here let's just pick out a few names here so these were some of the first people uh, keith who we'll come back to shortly i'm sure who else have we got we've got one deep we've got
0: roger nash neil mcphail Kieran Butler.
1: Kevin Smith. We've got a Michael. We've got a Mark Keane.
0: Roger, Alan, Richard Stone.
1: A Mike Cole, a Dennis Wolcott.
0: Paul Tang, Andrew, John, Colin. Oh, I like these one names. This is easier for me.
1: Yeah, we've got Gregory Price. Hello there. We've got John Clegg, David Poole, Ron McDowell.
0: Stephen, So oh, Steve, sorry, Bradshaw, Helen. We've got Roy. David Brown, Peter Snowlin, John Quirk, John Drake, Chris Clancy.
1: And so it goes on. Thank you to all of you. They're the first ones in our box. And that was only about two weeks after we put the message out.
0: Oh, I know. Honestly, I think it's been the happiest moment of my of my year, at least. Let's put it that way.
1: How does it feel to be loved?
0: Oh, it's so amazing. Do you not know feel like I that? I do. I yeah. really do. I
1: really do. All that effort in putting those shows together. And there's people out there.
0: I know. And they still care. And that's nice.
1: So we had a little bit of a break. A lot has happened. I don't know about you, but an awful lot has happened to me. You've had all sorts of excitement, haven't you? You got run over by a car yesterday. That wasn't much fun.
0: That that was no fun. I'm telling you that right now. Being hit by a car, as in car to body, is not fun.
1: And you've been to a rather interesting place, haven't you?
0: I have, yes. And I think you're a little bit jealous.
1: I am, actually, a lot jealous.
0: I know. I've been to Chernobyl.
1: You sent me a picture of you outside... Uh, the antenna array that's famous for being the uh, uh, the Russian woodpecker, which is a, a jamming signal, but you were that close to uh, Chernobyl. and you sure it was safe to be there? Because you do seem to be glowing a little bit.
0: No, that's just the tan. Um, no, it's, um, well, I mean, you can't say it's 100% safe, can you? But um, essentially, you do go through a lot of detectors and I was deemed safe enough to get out.
1: Okay, they let you out. That's encouraging. That's fair enough. And we were talking about some of the things that have changed since our last proper show. We've both got iPhones now. You were a Samsung girl, weren't you, for a long time?
0: Yeah, and I am toying with changing back, which I know will upset you, but I'm just not sure it's worth it.
1: Is it just because they've taken the headphone socket away?
0: Oh, I mean, that has really wound me up. As, like, quite an avid runner, I find it really, really sad to, like, to essentially use these cable-free... Like, I don't want to be running around painfully holding on to my ears and hoping that they will stay in.
1: What else have we been up to? Recently, uh, Apollo 11 has been huge. I've been doing some stuff with uh, some groups doing Apollo 11, the whole moon landing. It's been pretty magnificent, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, I bet. And I wonder, did you get some Bitcoin?
1: Bitcoin? I've never got excited about that. I I get an awful lot of messages about Bitcoin. I get these messages saying, we've activated the webcam on your computer. Do girls get those?
0: Not those sorts of ones. (laughs) Do you know what
1: I mean? Do you get the emails that, oh, hang on. um, Hang on, talk amongst yourself for a minute. We've hacked into your account. Uh, Between this particular date, you were infected by a virus because you visited an adult website. We've recorded you on your webcam, and you need to transfer $799 to my Bitcoin account.
0: No, I don't. I guess I'm not the right demographic for that sort of um, email.
1: And I'm really worried, because it says your data will be dumped all over the internet if I don't pay with Bitcoin. Have you got any Bitcoin I could borrow by any chance? Because I'm just a bit worried about it.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I'm sorry. It's... No. I mean, I'm generally quite bad at investing anyway, so adding something like Bitcoin into the mix is just a bit too much for me.
1: Well, there you go. So we have been very, very busy. And what we did, we heard from one of the first people to get in touch with us to say Frequencycast should return was a lovely chap called Keith. And we took it up on his offer, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we did. He invited us out as, um, as an encouragement, I would say, for starting up um, the podcast again.
1: Or a bribe, perhaps.
0: Oh, yeah, you could consider it a bribe. I mean, it was a good bribe. Where are we? On a... What do you, what do you even call this? On a pier?
1: Jetty? Jetty? jetty I think it's jetty, yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, jetty, there we go. We've got a choice of crabbing or going out for a boat ride. What do you think?
0: Well, I at the moment, I'm just ducking from seagulls, if I'm honest.
1: You really don't like seagulls, do
0: you? I hate all birds, you know this.
1: But they make lovely sound effects for uh, radio programmes.
0: <laughs> for you, yes. So it helps your ears. <laughs>
1: So we're off on a little trip today at the guest of one of our listeners as well. We'll probably find out where in a minute, but we thought we'd get a little bit of atmosphere. Mind that seagull.
0: That's not funny. Honestly, that's really not funny.
1: Well, we'll find out where we're going in a minute, but it's a lovely day trip. We haven't been together out and about in the fresh air for a long old time. And uh, here we are about to embark on a boat trip where there won't be any birds. Yeah. Well we seem to be off, that sounds like an outboard motor doing outboard motory stuff.
0: I'm so excited. I'm
1: going to have to get a picture of you in a minute because it's very picturesque.
0: Oh thanks.
1: And the wind's dropped as well so we should be alright.
0: Yeah, so far so good.
1: Can you see anything exciting yet?
0: No, just more seagulls. Music's cranked up now though. It's a a boat party! It's a boat party! Oh and what are they
1: playing? (laughs) That gives you a clue where we're going then doesn't it?
0: Yeah it does a rather large hint. Oh, and here's the
2: man who's uh, organising this. Hello, Keith. Hello, Pete. Where are we? And what are we doing? What's happening? We're on the tender going out to see the uh, Radio Caroline ship, Ross Revenge. And look at Kelly's little face. it has got a happy, smiling face. <laughs> we were just
1: discussing, you were the first person that got in touch to say, can we restart Frequency casts?" And you've
2: brought us a boat. What more do we need? Um, you need tea, coffee, radios, uh, the sun, happy people, and maybe a glass of beer and i think we've got all of those i think that sounds pretty good doesn't it
0: oh my kind of day that is
2: <laughs> excellent so what are we in for today though what are we going to see you're going to get a complete tour of the boat you'll get to see or learn about the fishing history um, see all about the radio history of the boat you'll see around you'll see the studios the record library the entire ship excellent even the engine room yes engine room transmitter room generator room And is it true that Kelly's able to climb the mast?
1: Hey! I'm not sure if that was a yes or a no. Are are you all right for
2: going up the mast? How how tall is it? It's 150 feet, just under, I think. You'll be all right with that, won't you?
0: Oh, well, let me guess, you're right behind. Frequency cast.
1: And it was lovely to see, Keith, wasn't it? It was really nice to get out and
0: have a good look around the boat. Oh, it was a fantastic day. I, I actually enjoyed myself far more than I thought... I would and actually I was excited so to actually exceed that was quite amazing for me
1: and you didn't bang your head which is good you didn't fall down the ladder you didn't wear a skirt which you were worried about
0: no but you did have me laying across the front of the ship
1: I did yes there's a nice picture on the website of you uh, lounging out on the helicopter deck which is very nice I'm sure that'll be on the website
0: oh fantastic thanks Pete
1: and of course you learned a lot about the history of Caroline as well didn't you
0: yeah I did I mean I, I knew the story of, um, of radio Caroline but I I didn't really understand or I had no concept of the personal stories that kind of go along with it and the following that it had, it was amazing.
1: Pretty huge and we caught up with Paul who was doing one of the tours around the boat to find out a little bit more about what Caroline was all about.
3: Well I am here on the Ross Revenge, Um, I started out in radio some 40 years ago, um, inspired by a radio station called Radio Caroline. Uh, I started my own station in my bedroom which uh, then went to the shed, and I used to entertain my family and neighbours. I bore them to death, probably, but uh, that was my start as a presenter in radio.
1: So it was real community radio, then?
3: Indeed, yes, all four of them. (laughs) And uh, so did you spend time out on Caroline when
1: she was at her heyday?
3: Well, like everybody else, I listened as a listener and was inspired to become a presenter, but I didn't actually... Become one until sometime later. But I did visit the ship during its pirate years, and uh, could have suffered a prison sentence and, and a fine if caught. But that was the only time I actually saw her in action.
1: Okay, and where are we at the moment?
0: We're in the engine room of the Ross Revenge.
1: And Kelly, you enjoying being here in the engine room with all the all the oil and the the, the grease and the grit?
0: Oh, I love it. My favourite place, obviously. <laughs> I want to be on the deck, sunning myself. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, uh, Paul, just tell us a little bit about Radio Caroline, just for anyone that isn't aware of the history.
3: Well, Radio Caroline was started back in 1964. Its owner and founder, Ronald O'Reilly, was the manager of a pop artist, Georgie Fane. He was looking to play his uh, latest record. He went to the BBC and asked uh, when he could hear his record, and they said, well, we only play pop hits. And he said, well, how do I make it a hit if, if I can't be played? And they said, well, we only have two or three hours a day, so, you know... So then he went to Radio Luxembourg, where all the the, um, hours of the day were bought up by all the major record companies, and so Ronan said, well, I'll have to go and start my own radio station. And being the grandson of a a former Irish Republican, he was more than happy to give the British government a poke in the eye. And of course, uh,
1: everyone, I only learnt this recently at a talk I was at, where uh, I always use the phrase pirate radio, but
3: I'm actually wrong, is that right? Well people gave them the term pirates because they were out on the, out on the sea, but they were, weren't illegal. They were outside territorial waters and so they were quite legal. It was only in 1967 when the Marine Offences Bill made it illegal for you to work on or tender or advertise. The actual broadcasting was not illegal because they were outside international waters.
1: And I've always been told the phrase is actually offshore radio rather than pirate radio. That is
3: correct, offshore radio, yes.
1: See, I've learned something there. And Kelly, what have you learned? You've been walking around sitting in the studios that are steeped with history. Anything you've learned on your journey here?
0: I've learnt loads. I mean, to be honest, and I know I keep saying this, but it's the, the added stories that I think I wasn't expecting to hear. I expected to have a nice little tour of, um, of a ship, but finding out about um, the amount of support that there was for, for Radio Caroline and the fact that people helped rebuild the ship and restock the library and all of those sorts of things, I, I just didn't realise it had quite the following it did.
1: Absolutely, and we did hear a fairly dramatic recording as well, didn't we?
0: A dramatic, yes, we did hear a very (laughs) dramatic recording. I mean, I would not have wanted to be those presenters on that ship um, as they got raided, yeah.
4: A very good afternoon to you on this uh, black day. It is Saturday the 19th of August 1989, the radio ship Ross Revenge, the home of Radio Caroline for many, many years. We have been boarded by officials, and indeed one might even uh, go so far as to say a couple of thugs from uh, a Dutch vessel which is alongside. Uh, Several uh, members of the crew have been uh, manhandled, and it appears that their intention is to tow this radio ship away. This, of course, is uh, a flagrant breach of international regulations. It is exactly six years today since our broadcast started from this boat. This is a fine anniversary present.
3: So what actually
1: happened there, Paul, that little clip you played us earlier?
3: Well, it was in August 19th, um, 1989, when the Dutch and... um, English government sent out tenders to put the two stations off the air, Radio Monique and Radio Caroline. Um, They systematically did just that, Uh, but it was proven an act of international piracy. Um, They were quite within their rights to be broadcasting, and uh, it was proven so.
1: Again, the other question I have to ask um, is, Kelly and I deliberately bought our anoraks, uh, because that has a historic uh, connection with, uh, with Caroline, I believe.
3: Well, it was a term one of the disc jockeys uh, brought up because some of the people who used to come and visit the ship, both they used to tour around and some used to get on board, would be wearing uh, said piece of clothing and the term anorak was uh, given to said tourists.
1: <laughs> so, Kelly, I'm an anorak. Are you?
0: Yes, and you made me one. It's your fault. <laughs>
1: That's what we're after. Excellent. And you do a lot of uh, tours out here, presumably. Is it something that you're trying to encourage people to come out and look at the well, boat we, and support?
3: We encourage people uh, once a month, but we're now booked up until the end of the year. Both because you can come out and see a live broadcast um, when she's uh, used as Radio Caroline North uh, once a month. We, uh, with our friends in Banks Radio, we broadcast to the northwest of uh, the country on thirteen sixty-eight. In this part, southeast, it's on six four eight. So, you can come out and see a broadcast live. And then there are the non broadcast weekends, which again are, are booked up. Um, so, if uh, you'd like to come out, then if you go to our website, radiocaroline.co.uk, go to boat trips, you'll find out how you can either buy a voucher, which you can give as a gift, or you can book yourself onto a trip.
1: Superb. And there are still live shows coming from the boat?
3: Yes, the next one is uh, in a couple of weeks' time.
1: Well, excellent. Thank you, Paul. Superb tour today. We've really had uh, a lot of the, uh, the experience. We've uh, seen some of the little quarters that they used to sleep in, which wasn't a lot of fun, I'm
3: guessing. No, it's very comfortable. I love sleeping out here. You get a good night's sleep, just the, the water slapping against the, the side. Is, is, it's a great place to be.
1: And I'm gathering there's a curry here tonight, so that's uh, something to look forward to.
3: I was told it was meatballs, but spaghetti meatballs tonight.
1: Oh, spaghetti meatballs!
3: meatballs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm guessing where we're standing at the moment, the engine room, uh, fairly quiet. There's things ticking over in the background there, but uh, I'm guessing it'd be a little bit louder uh, back in the day.
3: You and I wouldn't be able to hear ourselves speak when this piece of equipment was thumping, um, and it would be very hot. What was the average sort of length of tour of duty for a presenter out here? Well, it depends which part of our history you're talking about. It should be two or three weeks, but if it was bad weather, you could be two or three months. And Kelly, how would you feel about being
1: stuck out here for a couple of months?
0: What, with you? For a couple of months? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, that's your dream, isn't it? But for me, a bit much. Frequency Cast.
1: What a wonderful day, eh? Sunning ourselves on the lovely Radio Caroline and talking to some lovely folks.
0: I know, you're looking a little pink now, Pete.
1: Yes, yes, it was a bit hot out there. And it's a bit hot in this car, to be honest. We haven't got the air conditioning on, have we?
0: Well, that was just the beer.
1: No comment. Anyway, so what else has been up to? I've been looking at some of the news items that are doing the rounds at the moment. So uh, one thing that's really exciting me is the Raspberry Pi 4. Now, we covered the Raspberry Pi 1 when it came out. That's how old we are.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't go away. Just talk about yourself. (laughs)
1: So the Raspberry Pi 4, 1.5 gigahertz processor with Wi-Fi, with Bluetooth, uh, up to four gig of RAM, and it supports up to two 4K monitors. So enough grown in power compared to what it used to be. And it's still 30 quid for one of these little pocket computers, which is amazing.
0: That is fantastic. I mean, what more could you ask for? If they're managing to actually advance it but keep it at the same cost, that's fantastic.
1: And lots of changes with apps as well. I've been looking at some of the apps I've got on my phone. I found this. You're going to have to laugh at this. So this app on my phone is a...
0: A metal detector.
1: Genuinely, did you know you can use smartphones as metal detectors? No. It is brilliant. Right, hold that. And let me... You go. There's a little bit of metal there. So move that towards the metal.
0: Ooh! Look at that, it's going mad.
1: So you can actually use a smartphone as a metal detector. How cool.
0: This is not something I'm likely to get on board with.
1: And it's because it detects magnetic fields for the compass, it can be repurposed as a metal detector.
0: No, none of that. None I've of that. got an app to beat your app. Oh, go on. So, if you look at this, I have an alerter and basically you can log in and it reads your GPS signal and essentially it will alert the nearest first aider to you if, in case of an emergency.
1: Okay. And it comes up on their phone and they come rushing over to help? Correct. Do you have a need for that at all? I suppose when you get hit by cars it's quite useful.
0: Well I work in events don't I outside of this so I'm out and about all the time and even though I have very basic first aid training I don't want to be in a situation really um, where I'm having to implement anything so if I can find somebody even just for assistance it's better than nothing.
1: Very very good what we'll have to do in the next show is go through all of our apps because I've found some not all of them obviously not not the dodgy ones that you use but you know.
0: There's no dodgy ones I'm just embarrassed. Frequency
1: cast. Now I had fun. My favourite comedian in the world is a chap called Bill Bailey, who I guess you must have heard of.
0: Yes, I have.
1: Bill Bailey is absolutely awesome. And I went to see him.
0: And let me guess, you took your trusty recorder just in case.
1: I did. And I've got a Bill Bailey. You haven't heard this yet, have you?
0: No. You're. I mean, I was joking.
1: <laughs> no, no, I did it. I stood at the stage door for half an hour waiting for him to come out and ambushed him and... Poked a microphone at him and said, "Oi!"
0: Oh, Pete, you're such a fangirl.
1: (laughs) I could resist. So here, here, this is lovely. Here, you ready? You ready?
0: I'm so glad I wasn't there.
1: (laughs) Let me play you what we got from Bill. Here's Bill.
2: Oh, hello. I'm Bill Bailey. You're listening to Frequency Cast with your ears. Frequency what?
1: What about that, Bill Bailey? What a dude!
0: I mean, it is amazing. I can't believe you waited that long.
1: I I couldn't resist. He's, He's a hero. What can you do?
0: Well, obviously nothing other than get him to record a trusty message.
1: What else have I got to talk to you about here? Streaming. Now, I've recently got into Netflix. I was a bit late to the boat here. Yeah, you may raise your eyebrows, young lady. But I was a bit late to the boat with that. I had Sky Plus and the BBC iPlayer and whatever that Amazon service is. But Netflix, I thought it's another 7 99 a month to pay out. And I pay out for Sky, and really. But I tried the 28-day trial thing. And I haven't looked back because Netflix is awesome.
0: Yeah, you fool. You definitely should have been a convert a lot earlier.
1: And it's, I mean, the whole binge-watching thing I've always been into, but now it's ridiculously easy to binge-watch. I'm watching some weird space sci-fi thing at the moment that I'm about, in episode four, I don't even know what it's called or why I'm watching it. But it said, you might want to watch this, and I did. And I'm just doing what I'm told, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course you are.
1: So, yeah, we're moving away from watching linear TV having to sign up to 15 different things to make sure if someone says, oh, have you watched so-and-so? You've got the right service. I'm not entirely sure this is a good forward move.
0: No, I'm, I mean, I'm not happy with that. How many subscriptions do you need, really, just to watch a bit of TV after work in your house?
1: Well, if you've got to keep up with the Joneses and be watching what they're watching, if there's some amazing programme uh, on Apple Plus and you haven't got it, you're going to be a bit like me when you haven't got Netflix and everyone said, oh, are you watching? And you weren't.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, I don't really care about that But I'm probably more inclined to start creating my own mini-series
1: So, Kelly, are you up for doing a TV channel?
0: We could do it like the Truman Show
1: Can I put loads of hidden cameras in your house?
0: Er, no I don't really trust you to place those
1: But it's amazing what goes on in your kitchen The way you make a cup of tea The way you get that spoon and you put it in and stir, it's brilliant People want to see No,
0: they don't (laughs) No one wants to see that Frequency cast. Frequency cast.
1: What we've now got to do, of course, is work out what the future of the show has in store.
0: Mm, yes, now this excites me more.
1: Because we can't just do what we used to do. We can't just kind of review the news and stuff like that because everyone gets their news through Twitter and and Facebook and Instagram and all those other ones so we're going to have to change a little bit and I think some of it is going to be going out and about and doing stuff I think there's a little bit of interest in amateur radio out there still
0: Oh, I think so. Judging by some of our comments back, that is definitely a, a huge interest.
1: We had an awful lot of radio hams getting in touch, actually. And uh, we did actually spend a little bit of time out on Caroline doing some amateur radio stuff, didn't we?
0: We did, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Nerve-wracking, but a lot of fun.
1: And I collared Keith to find out exactly what all the amateur radio excitement was and what radio
2: amateurs have got to do with Radio Caroline. Yeah, this year we're running GB55RC, which is to celebrate the 55th anniversary of Radio Caroline. Um, the past few years we've used gb 5 rc The official line is five decades of offshore broadcasting, but this year we've tied it specifically into Radio Caroline. Uh, so how many people have you got out here operating on this radio today? There's nine members of the Martello Tower group out here. We've been out here since Thursday evening. Pretty much non-stop operating? Largely. We've had breaks for meals... Um, sleeping, not much sleeping, and some drinking going on as well. But then it's hot, it's warm, so, Yeah, you're allowed to have a beer. That makes perfect sense. And how's the contacts been flowing? Very well. We've worked nearly a thousand people on sideband so far, and I don't have the count for data, but I think it's probably about 400. Okay, and what bands have you been on? 40, 80, 20 SSB, and we've run data on mainly 17, but we've switched over to the other bands as well. What have we got antenna-wise today? Verticals for 40 metres, 20 metres and 17 metres, and we've got dipoles strung up for 80 and 40. And I've got to ask, why are we not running a piece of wire up the uh, the tower? Uh, The tower's attached to the ship, the ship is grounded. There you go. That's a shame. Have you actually tried radiating with it? No, we just can't get any way to feed it. We've looked at the possibility of shunt feeding. It's not practical because it would have to go too high up. It's just not worth it. What's the uh, significance uh, to you personally of being out here operating GB55RC? A number of the group have been interested in offshore radio, Tony and Bill specifically, for a long time. They both know the owner of the ship, so over the past few years that's why we've done it. and It's a a chance to get out and activate a a station in an unusual place and give people who have memories of Radio Caroline a chance to work it and talk to an amateur radio station on board.
1: Great. Absolutely. Making awareness of uh, 55 years of something that's totally changed the UK radio industry. Without Radio Caroline, we wouldn't have radio the way we do at the moment. And you have picked the best day of the year. Uh, it's not too hot. It's not too wet. Perfect. Did you organise that just for us? We did. We planned it specially. Thanks to Keith, G6NHU, for letting us have a look around that floating piece of history that is Radio Caroline. You can find out more, listen to the radio station and even arrange to go on your own tour of the Ross Revenge at www.radiocaroline.co.uk Just looking ahead to our next show, we're hoping to take a look at home DNA tests that help you trace your family tree. We're also planning to take a look at energy meters and we might even see how Kelly gets on with a little bit of PAT testing. If there's something you'd like us to discuss or cover in the next show, please get in touch. We do need your feedback. Also, if you'd like to help Frequency Cast be a little bit more frequent, then please consider making us a small donation. You can donate to us using PayPal via our website. Just a couple of quid from a few of you will help to cover our hosting costs and will also fund other Frequency Cast activities. If you'd like to help, the address is www.frequencycast.co.uk Frequency cast. Frequency
0: cast.
1: As you know, I'm something of a radio geek and one thing I do like to do is tune in to the International Space Station when astronauts are talking to schools. From a recording taken at home recently, here's astronaut Drew Morgan talking to Bampton School in Devon when he was asked about meteorites hitting the ISS. Great question and
4: I was just on a spacewalk two days ago and I could see small evidence of very small micro-meteorites that have struck the space station but luckily we do protect the space station uh, from anything much larger than an apple size that could be in orbit around the earth or could strike it. We track that from the ground and we help the International Space Station avoid an orbital collision with an object that could potentially cause damage. But there definitely are small objects out there that can cause very minor damage to the exterior space station.
1: Next, one of the kids asked if Drew dreams in space.
4: It seems like I dream like I do on Earth. Um, Sleep is very good up here; is very comfortable uh, because your body doesn't require to move around. Without the absence of gravity, you don't shift positions as much as you do lying in a bed. Um, And uh, for that reason, I sleep well and I uh, sleep and dream normally.
1: And one of the primary school kids asked what Drew would change about the ISS.
4: Well, I think I would add another module. Having more and more space up here is always exciting. Right now, it's about the size of a a house that had about five bedrooms. So it's plenty of space for six people. But if we had more, it would be even more fun.
1: If listening to the ISS is something that interests you, or you'd like to turn your computer into a software-defined radio, you can do so using a £10 RTL dongle. There's a link on our show notes. Frequency cast. So, Kelly, do you think we need to be doing the next episode fairly soon?
0: Well, I think so. What about you?
1: Can I request we don't do it in a hot car park?
0: I take that as long as you bring the wine.
1: That's a good point. So, listeners that have asked us to return, I think you've spoken, haven't you? I think, really, we do need to be back. So, we are going to look for your requests and suggestions, and it gives me the chance to play this.
0: Frequency cast. Now loading. Feedback.
1: So there you go. If you do want to get in touch with us and tell us what we should be featuring in our next show, uh, obviously the, the hidden camera thing is quite high up on my list.
0: I'm going to put it out there and say it's not high up on mine. But if anyone wants to have hidden cameras in Pete's house, let's also send that in.
1: Got piles of old pizza boxes and leaflets. I don't think that's terribly exciting.
0: No, you've got all of your antennas and your little tech office. I
1: suppose so. Okay. So please do get in touch. The website is?
0: www.frequencycast.co.uk
1: So please get in touch with us. Send us a message on the website through the Contact Us page and tell us what you would like us to feature. You've asked for us to come back. Here we are. Now, what do you want to do with us?
0: Oh, no. That's opening it too wide, I would say. On a technical basis. What would you like us to do for you? FrequencyCast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's FrequencyCast. For news updates, show downloads and to get in touch with us, go to FrequencyCast.co.uk.
1: While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast.
0: Our shows are driven by your feedback, so get in touch and tell your friends. FrequencyCast. Shutdown complete.